Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what is up, everybody? Taco Tuesday. Alex Padilla. Alex Regla. We literally, literally jumped on this Zoom and hit record. Didn't even say hi to each other. We just started laughing. That is no bullshit. We just started laughing at what we just witnessed go down at crypto.com arena. The Boston Celtics beat the Lakers 122-118 in overtime. And somehow that score doesn't even feel like it does this game justice. You know what we just saw. Alex, I guess I'll ask you, how are you? Not good, man. <laughs> Usually I'm always fine. Ask how you are, but um man, that was that was brutal. I think it's the opponent that that that's like the double dick punch, you know. I think it's uh well let's just explain what happened. How about that? Uh looking like the Lakers are about to, you know, do their thing, lose by twenty, lose by fifteen, and then there in the third quarter with five minutes left, it was eighty four sixty seven. 84-67 with five minutes left in the third quarter. The Lakers go on their longest run of the season, going 18-0. They went up at one point 92-88. That's their run that they got to. So they were down 84-67. They go up to 92-88. They had an 18-0 run in there. And they actually get the lead up. And this is incredible. In the fourth quarter, and you, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if you know the answer. With four minutes and 25 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter, the Lakers were up 106-93. Russ, AD, and LeBron made every single basket in the fourth quarter and overtime. I don't think any of those three guys came out at all after the third quarter. Or Reeves. I think Reeves, Reeves, Troy Brown, LeBron, AD, Russ, I think played that entire fourth, if I'm not mistaken. And then they took Troy out. Um, to start overtime for Lonnie Walker. So those guys were out there for a long time. Which I believe ended up costing them the game because they were gassed. Like Anthony Davis couldn't stand up and he had to make two free throws in the fourth quarter to get it up to a four-point game. He misses both. So that's back-to-back games where he misses clutch free throws. And then Jason Tatum comes down, hits a Kobe-like fadeaway jumper, goes to overtime, and overtime... The Celtics basically just said, Russ, go ahead and shoot threes because we're going to win this game if that's what you're going to do. And that's exactly what the Lakers did. They just let Russ shoot, and there was no other offense whatsoever. So that's kind of the quick recap of what happened tonight. It it was looking really bad for a while. I mean, Boston came out 37-24 in the first quarter. They outscored him by two in the second, so they had a big lead. They had a 15-point lead at halftime. Then the Lakers come out. They have a big third quarter. They have a big first half of the fourth quarter. Celtics make a crazy comeback in the fourth quarter because the Lakers are playing, I want to call it hero ball, gas ball. I don't know what you want to call Mm. it. It was terrible basketball after they took a 13-point lead. I mean, awful offensive basketball. Awful. LeBron was pulling up threes. AD was pulling up threes. It was just bad shot after bad shot after bad shot. And the Lakers losing overtime. Did I do a recap justice there? Am I missing any key point here? No. Like, that's that's the story. This game looked like... You know what? The, Boston, 
you know, they made everything. Like in that first quarter, they just made everything. They they were on the verge of pulling away every quarter, basically, up until the fourth. They had a chance to blow this game out. And the Lakers just kind of held, held in there, like 12 points, 13 points, just hanging in there until they can chip away. And then they made that big run. And once they made that run, the defense was engaged. Um, the energy was so electric, you know. Um, it, it looked like it was over. Honestly, I thought the Lakers were going to pull away. But then they do what they have done. And it's like when they have a lead and it's like less than three minutes, they just like start milking the clock mm-hmm. for some reason. Like that's not going to work. Because then you put your offense in a tough situation where you you walk the ball up the court. You have... 15 seconds left to do something. They run a like high ball screen. LeBron gets a switch and then he has six seconds left to dribble and shoot a contested three. And that's basically their crunch time offense. And it doesn't work like that. Like AD had one shot in overtime and it was a, it was a pull up three. Um, yeah, I, I think this just speaks volumes to like what's been a nagging issue all year and it just unfortunately kind kind of came up again in the worst possible way after such a like an amazing comeback honestly is the last time we saw this the indiana game where they had a that was that was a a big one a 17 point lead and they ended up losing not in overtime but just the and here's what's interesting Uh, did you notice so t i watched on tnt was it only on tnt but it doesn't matter. Um, the Celtics head coach, Joe Zula, yes. was wired in between when the Lakers were making a big run. Mm-hmm. When they had a 13-point lead, Celtics called a timeout at some point. And they go and they show Missoula saying, just guard the paint. Mm-hmm. They cannot score outside the paint. I've never seen a head coach in the NBA say that about any team ever. They literally said, stop giving them the paint let like that stop doing that and they that's all that's the only way they can score and that after that moment and trust me i don't know if that wired was in that timeout specifically uh, but it, i think it was and then they came out and and they stopped giving him the paint and the lakers just collapse collapse oh, it was yeah because he was wired for a few times there's a few clips throughout the game where he kept just saying we need to we need to help out in the paint we need to stop we need to guard the paint and then, like you said, that that last clip, he went out and just said they can't do anything outside of scoring in transition or in the paint. And so that it's true, though. It is. Yeah. Look, I was just going to go through this with you, and you just react to this with me. 106, 93, 425 left. Next possession, LeBron misses 31 foot three point jumper. Mm-hmm. LeBron uh, turnover. Russell Westbrook, 15 foot step back miss. Um, you got Anthony Davis misses a uh inside the paint shot the uh lebron misses 26 foot 26 foot three point jump shot ad misses two free throws lebron misses 27 foot three point jump shot that's how they finished the game one shot in the paint in the last four and a half minutes of the fourth quarter so how much of that do you think was uh just them not running their offense or how, and how much of that was just them being gassed. I don't going think on such a run. That's a great question. Cause I don't think they ran their offense when they made the run. I think their defense led to them just yeah. running. And I mm-hmm. think that's kind of what 
led them to also being gassed besides not subbing anybody in the fourth quarter. They they didn't have a offensive game plan that led to the comeback. Their their game their defensive effort and prowess was the reason why they made this comeback. Yeah, and and like when you have to exert so much energy and to make that comeback in the first place, and then not sit the guys who and I think honestly, Darvin Ham made the right call. Like I I know it probably did bite them not benching any of those guys or giving them a breather, but like. God forbid if he would have took out one of those guys and brought in Beverly or Kendrick Nunn, I, I think this would have been over sooner. So yeah. I totally get him riding the hot hand of that group and and stuff like that. But when you have to exert all the energy to make that run in the first place, um, you get gassed. And then yeah. after Boston kind of hit that hit them with that counter punch at overtime, they had already were already like on empty and they couldn't do another comeback at that point. And I thought it was pretty obvious. Like when Westbrook was, you know, scoring in overtime, it wasn't so much like he was dominating the ball. It was almost like LeBron and AD were like, go ahead. Like and, uh, they weren't calling for the ball, really. No. And it, it it also, I think, was Boston saying, go ahead. It was a combination of both things. I think that yeah. LeBron and AD were gassed. There's no, you can't hide that fact. And, Le- you know, Russ still had some energy. And Boston was like, go for it, man. Do mm. your thing. And they were a very willing partner in that. Yeah, it's it's a bit of fool's gold. Like, I, I saw Russ make that first basket. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we needed that mm-hmm. to get off of a good start. Made the second, like, cool. But I have a feeling, like, that next possession, he's going to shoot it or he's going to do something. And that's exactly what happened. And it was a mid-range pull-up, but like, uh-oh. Yeah, Russ like, I made literally a... said, uh-oh, when he, when he tried that shot. Well, because he made the layup, he made a, uh, then he made a, uh, another shot. So he scored the first four. Then he misses a pull up jump shot. LeBron misses a, another long, long three point. That then was a Russ, horrible shot. And Russ misses a 26 foot jumper. Russ misses another jumper. And at that point, it's already game over. But, you know, Russ got a dunk later because they got a turnover. And that's it. Mm. That is yeah. it. It doesn't take much, by the way. Credit to the Celtics. They are a 2022-2023 a NBA team. What I mean by that is, and they said it on the broadcast, they said it in the halftime show, the Celtics make threes and they have guys, I believe like, wasn't Tatum guarding AD at some point? Like just because they, they just have a bunch of wing guys that make mm-hmm. shots. That's, they're three, they're, it's, it's Jalen, it's Tatum, and it's Marcus Smart. Like those are the guys that make their shots. They have this prototypical modern day NBA team. And today, yeah, they had a very bad drought in the third and fourth quarter. But then after that, they just started making shots again. They just make shots. Tatum and Brown were incredible. Like, it, a lot of their shots they made, that was good defense. Like, Reeves mm-hmm. was all over him. AD was all over him. LeBron was all over him. And Tatum just, like, cooked everyone. Yeah. Like, at some point, you do just have to tip your cap to him. Like, they, they made every single shot when it counted. And that was the difference in the game. Like, after AD missed those free throws, like, yeah, that sucked. And... If you would have just made one, they probably would have won the game. But right away, Tam just got the ball. He like buried that over LeBron. And they go to overtime. Like it's it goes both ways. Like what happened tonight? I think. Also, I don't watch a lot of Celtics basketball. I mean, they're but, good. They're like, historic, like I think they're on like their offense is like historically the best to start the year. But 
why is like Jason Tatum not being talked about as like the best player in basketball? Because <laughs> every time I watch the guy play, I'm like, dude, that guy's really good. I think like every time I've seen like these like MVP polls, like he's usually in the top three, top four. And I, after seeing him tonight, I can see why. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, it, it is incredible tonight. The Lakers, um, you know, listen, like I said, in the third quarter, Lonnie got a couple points, but after Lonnie got a few, it was Russ, AD and LeBron the entire rest of the way. Those yeah. are the only guys that scored. AD finished with 37 and 12. LeBron finished with 33, 9 and 9. Uh, Russell finished with 20 and 14. So I I think this this game was such an encapsulation of the issues with the Lakers. And it's so visible sometimes mm-hmm. that you're just like, okay, December 15th is two days away, right? Like the, the, can they are are they literally waiting for December 15th to do something? Because you are you are going to drive Anthony Davis six feet under the way he's being played this season. The guy has no help defensively. Uh, he is the rebounding machine out of just he has to be. You know, it, Thomas Bryant played seven minutes today. Seven. Mm-hmm. And I know it was a weird game, but still. They these guys need help. These guys need help. Yeah, like you like you said, I thought we saw a lot of the the talking points we've we've mentioned this year about the Lakers' weaknesses. Like that first half, they looked really small. And that's against the Boston team who's missing Robert Williams. They're missing Al Horford. So it was just all their wings and like Tatum and Brown just shooting over the top of guys like Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly. Like that lineup in general, if nothing else, I hope what comes out of this game is Ham like giving that that starting lineup a real hard look in terms of we might need to change that because I, I, I haven't been a fan of it since he started using it. And I think tonight was a great example of the issues that come across when you have to play a quality team with wings like a Boston or just any team because those guys are too small. And then outside of that, the, the jump shooting again was an issue. The playing Westbrook in crunch time, even though, again, like he was a big reason why they even – yeah. Came back. Like again, like Russ, I, I know people are gonna point to his overtime. And the shots he did take, he was completely open. And I, I get I get like, hey, don't shoot him even if you're open, but at some point you have to shoot him. And he's the only guy being aggressive. Like I'm not giving him a pass, but whatever. It, I just everything kind of showed the the areas they need help in tonight. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a problem with Russ being as aggressive specifically tonight because I'd nobody else wanted to be. And I don't know if that's because they wanted or just didn't have any more in the tank. They just, everybody kind of disappeared after a while at the end of the fourth quarter in overtime. And so I kind of respect Russ be like, Hey, I'm just going to go for it. And you know, I don't know if that's coaching or whatever. Like you got to get somebody else in there that, I mean, they literally just leave them wide open. I know. Like they just leave them open. Um, and you could see it in overtime too. As soon as um, Anthony Davis gets rid of the ball, they just back off Russ and go to go to AD. They just all migrate towards AD. So, I mean, what <laughs> credit to the Celtics, I guess, on that part. Like, I mean, if if Russ is going to beat you shooting threes, you kind of take that L, and it's you're probably not likely to take that L. Um, going yeah. back to your starting, your starting, uh, your starters. Mm-hmm. 
how do you fix it? I mean, I really liked, I really liked the group that, that brought them in, but the only thing Russ was a part of that group. And I don't, I don't think Russ is going to go back to starting, but I, I do like having at least one of Austin Reeves and Troy Brown in there. I think you need at least, if you're going to have multiple guards or whatever, one of those guys has to be bigger than six foot four yeah, and, and could defend multiple positions like a Reeves or Troy Brown. So inserting one of those guys back into the starting lineup, I think would be a good start. We're officially done with the Patrick Beverly experience, right? It seems like his 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 time here is 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 numbered. I I think if nothing else, he's probably the most likely guy to be traded at this point. He's been the biggest disappointment this year. I don't even think it's close. I mean, when we were to, when we talked about him in the off season, and it's not his fault, but we called him. This is gonna. He's the best shooter on the Lakers, and he's not been that. <laughs> and he just seems to I don't know what's going on with him he just seems to just how do I explain like it almost seems like he forgot how to play basketball and I know that's like harsh but when you watch him you're like where, you, where are you this is not this is not the guy that we've seen in years past it, I, I don't know what's going on with him like one of the things, like when he first saw or first was traded here, like one of the first things they said was like, he's, we're comfortable with him being our wing stopper, our guy we can put on a KD, for example. And I think everyone like right away raised their eyebrows to that. Like what? And that to, like to his not credit, but just for his defense, like that's really not his job. He should not a point guard or a guard, whatever you want to call him should not be guarding the likes of a Jason Tatum, uh, Kevin Durant. And so it's no wonder he looks bad defensively when they're, he's the guy they turn to, to guard these guys. So I'm not sure if that's kind of hurt his confidence in a way. Like that's where he hangs his cap on his defense. And if he's kind of getting cooked there consistently because they're putting him in these positions, then I kind of get why he's losing some of that swagger, but again, he's got to make his open shots. He's got to do contribute at least something on the offensive end. So, um, I mean, he yeah, missed it's two just, it's... wide open layups today. Yeah, I know. You know, like I, mean, I don't. I'm not trying to bury the guy just to bury the guy or like join the mob, but I'm just telling you, like, just specifically tonight, you're like, what's going on there? Like, you you can't miss two open layups. It, it it's just bad. Just super, super bad. Two turnovers, just and getting starter minutes. That's he, the worst part. When's the last? So he, I think he subbed out what, like sometime early third quarter, right? Yeah. And then no, he just never was it the third? Or he only played eighteen minutes tonight. Yeah. It might. Yeah, it was probably the third. It was probably early on in the third. He had this really, really silly turnover on the corner three, and they subbed him yeah. out immediately. He never saw, never came back in. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, kind of, it is a it is a, just a weird weird roster right now with the Lakers when you know Kendrick Nunn's giving you nothing. Beverly's giving you nothing. Uh, what do you think of Schroeder? Are you still fine with him? Uh I'm like so-so with him as well. Like yeah. I I some I some people are higher in him than I am and I get um he he does some stuff pretty well. I think defensively at least he at the point of attack, chasing screens, um, 
and helping out a little bit in the offense in terms of setting up the offense and stuff like that. But he's just another guy. He's small. He doesn't shoot or at least doesn't have the gravity of a shooter. And when you play him next to a Beverly, um, sometimes next to Russ also, it, it just doesn't work. And, and there's too that's we've been talking about this all year already. There's yeah. too much overlap of these weaknesses and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, for sure. It, it's just, uh, I, I just think they have, uh, this is just regurgitating stuff from, from podcast past, but I mean, they just have the same player over and over and over. Yeah. And the problem is that, you know, those same players are producing the exact same thing, which is not much. And that's really a huge, huge problem. So, um, you know, if, if Rob Polinka watches this game, he's like, you know, what, we're just going to roll with this. Then you might as well just throw this season away now, because if you're going to roll with this, it's just not going to work. I mean, since the last time we talked, uh, you wanted them to go two and two, they go one and three uh, against Toronto, Philly, Detroit. I wasn't expecting to, to not play LeBron and AD against Toronto, but Hey, it is what it is. Uh, tough loss against Philly. Uh, they come back, beat De- Detroit, which was expected. Road trip over, come home. You got a couple tough games against Boston, Denver, Washington, Phoenix, Sacramento coming up. Schedule doesn't get any le- any uh, any less daunting, but you do have some time off now. Uh, you don't have to go travel anymore. You don't play till Friday. That's when you take on Denver. And probably the Lakers' best win of the season is against Denver. Probably. The Milwaukee game. Oh, yeah, the, the Milwaukee, Milwaukee win. Yeah. The Milwaukee win, for sure. Tonight would have been I was definitely... going to say, I felt like tonight, if they would have hung on, I think that would have been the best best run of the season. Yeah, I I feel as if... Um, I was going to call it Staples. At Crypto, the crowd, I haven't heard them like that all year. No. It was and great. LeBron missed an N1, and he jumped yeah. like 20 feet in the air because he wanted it so bad, and I feel like that really would have been like the real dagger. And he goes one of two from the free throw. Like free throw shooting's bad too. I just like there's just so many bad things. I think this win would have put a lot of makeup on a pig, to, you know, for for a terrible saying, but it really would have done that. I I just think that the way this game played out, and we've said it already, it just showed everything that is right and wrong with the Lakers. Defensively, mm-hmm. they show effort sometimes, and it could lead to positive. AD is having a monster season. LeBron still has the ability to have monster games. Russ is very viable off the bench. But then every negative thing that we talked about, there's nothing new here. There's nothing new here except, I guess, the opponent. Because we've seen this game before. Um, we've seen this performance before. And it's just a lot of the same. And something has to be done. What that something is, that's not my job. But I hope this front office realized you got to do something or you're just going to throw this season away. And you're just going to waste an MVP-type season from Anthony Davis. Yeah, like I'm looking at the box score now, and it's like they just needed one more guy, like one more double-digit score, not, not not even like a 20-point scoring output from someone, just like another 10 points from someone, and, and they would have been so so better off. Like Dennis tonight, um, two points in 19 minutes, took only two shots. Um, yeah, it's like Troy Brown, one make. Kendrick Dunn, one make. Thomas Bryant, yeah. one make. Like, that's just not going to cut it. Like, you shouldn't have to rely on AD and LeBron to do everything at this stage. And that's that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Like, Lonnie Walker had an off day today, too. Mm-hmm. He really wasn't his usual buoyant self. But, you know, I, I just feel like LeBron and AD were so into this game today that it was going to be hard for anybody else to shine. But, well, it is what it is, man. There's going to be three different podcasts happening on this 
podcast network today. So I'm sure you're going to hear a lot of the same. But um, any final thoughts on this game in particular before we take a look at the schedule and wrap this up for the week? No, like it, it's, a, it's a tough one. And whenever you have losses like this, you would hope like there's learning lessons and also kind of eyes being opened either in the front office, the coaching staff, the players of we have to address some things that are going wrong here. If it's the, the crunch time offense, which continues to really be a nagging issue of this team, they should have like three, four more wins than they do just because they don't know how to like seal wins. Like they have leads in the fourth quarter, have leads with three minutes left and just blow it. Yeah. Um, and for the front office, like if you're going to make a trade, I like waiting a little longer, just puts this team in a, in a tougher spot where they have to exert more energy to just get back into the playoff race. Like mm-hmm. same thing as exerting energy to get back into a game. You have to exert that amount of energy to get back into the playoff race. So uh, the sooner the better if they're planning on doing something. Yeah, back-to-back overtime losses to really good teams. Kind of brutal there. So uh, now they don't play till Friday, Alex, and that's when they take on the Denver Nuggets. They take, and then, then Sunday is game one of a back-to-back versus Washington and at Phoenix. So by the time we talk next week, they'll play three more games. Denver, Washington, at Phoenix, back-to-back Sunday, Monday. What do you think? That's tough. Um, like two and one would be cool. <laughs> that that'd be ideal. But again, like that Denver game is gonna be hard. It's it's in Denver, right? No, it's in LA. Oh, in LA. Okay, so that in LA versus winnable. Denver, in LA versus Washington, and at Phoenix. Yeah, I say two and one. Okay, you think they beat Denver and Washington? Yeah. Interesting. What do you think? Oh, Uh-oh. come on, man! You know. Uh, they'll they'll beat Washington. They've been, they've been beating the bad teams, which is a good sign. Yeah, it is a good sign. That uh, can... You know, last year they weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> last year they were not doing that. So they're beating the bad teams, which is good. Uh, they just beat Washington uh, two weeks ago in Washington, pretty comfortably. But that's the game that AD scored fifty five. I think they beat Washington, and I don't see how they beat Phoenix, even though they did play him close last time they played. And uh, Denver, it's possible. I just don't. This is going to sound weird. I don't like the Lakers on Friday nights. I got to look this up. I really got to look it up. I wonder what their record is on Friday night. And I know that's the day that they beat Milwaukee. Milwaukee. But I just feel like I, I could be wrong. Honestly, I could be genuinely wrong. I just don't like the Lakers on Friday nights. I don't Friday like nights, them on most nights. Friday... <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Let's just leave it there. You wrapped that up perfectly. At Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Silverscreenandroll.com is where you can catch his work. Have you written anything? Yeah, <laughs> I wrote something. But I stayed up super late last night writing something on like their zone defense. Another, another notebook. Another notebook. Zone defense, which we saw like one possession today. But like Boston's not the team you want to play zone against. They're way too good at, sh- yeah. at shooting the ball. So I, I wasn't expecting them to to run zone here. But um, Russ, like the position of where they set the screens, has helped them. We saw a little bit of that today. And the free throws, which again we did see tonight, like that, the free throws has been one of the the Lakers' strong suits this year. It really has helped them kind of make up for their lack of shooting. So yeah, I wrote about those things over there. So we're going to roll. Check it out, uh, Alex's notebook, embracing the zone. Russell Westbrook snug pick and rolls in the battle of the charity stripe. Uh, always great to read your work uh, on SilverScreenRoll.com at Alex M Regla. I'm at Alex Padilla eighty six on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us there. I'm going to leave you with this. From Dave McMenamin. 
it what tonight was the sec the second time the Lakers blew a double digit lead with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter of this season. I'll say that again. Tonight was the second time the Lakers have blown a double digit lead with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter of this season. The rest of the NBA, the rest of the league has done that a combined two times this season. Wow. That's a stat. That is a stat. That is a stat. The Lakers uh, fall to the Celtics in overtime, 122-118. A very entertaining game, at least in the second half. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Lakers are now 11-16 and on the season. And those two losses, you know, 13 and 15 sounds a little better than 11 and 16. It is what it is, Alex. Uh, what time did I text you? Hey, I'm ready to podcast. By the way, <laughs> I was I was gonna say if they would have won that game, I would I would have called you out for wanting to record early. I so, texted uh, you yeah. at. <laughs> oh, this um... is back to back weeks that I text you. Okay, this is over. <laughs> uh, last week I sent you a text like in the third quarter as well. Tonight I text you at eight forty. Eight forty, and then. 12 minutes later, not over yet. And that was you, me. Yep. And at 9.28, I text FML because we were going to <laughs> overtime. And I just want to go to bed. <laughs> that is uh, what happens on our text thread. So, Alex, um, I, I was going to say this is fun, but it's always fun talking to you. But this this game was not fun at all. I no, would rather man. have they lost. I would rather them have lost by like 30 than this. Yeah, yeah. sort of the same. Yeah. These just uh, suck. And, and like, again, yeah. I appreciate the comeback and and they really did. It is tough to do what they did and all that, all that stuff. But man, these, these, these got, these got you. Yeah, they do. All right, Alex, we'll talk to everybody next week. Until then, uh, at Alex M. Regal on Twitter, at Alex Video 86 on Twitter, socialscreenroll.com, Spotify, audio, uh, Apple, Google, everywhere for, to listen to this great podcast network that has been assembled for your Laker Nation fans. All right, everybody. Talk to you next week. Peace.